Awesome, awesome. So today is a little different. I said it earlier, but I think I better say it again looking around. Today we are celebrating Christmas. And the question I have to ask everyone, and even myself, is what is Christmas? What are we celebrating? And how should we celebrate Christmas? If we were to define Christmas by looking at the world without a previous knowledge of Christianity and how Christians celebrate Christmas, what would you see? Many people here in Thailand have this view, don't they? They celebrate Christmas with no previous view of Christianity. They just celebrate Christmas through what they've learned through media, Facebook, Instagram, maybe TV. And so it's very different for some people, isn't it, what they view Christmas as. If we were to look up or call on Google on the Internet and say, what is Christmas? Google tells us it's an annual festival commemorating the birth of Jesus Christ, typically observed on December 25th today. It's considered a religious or cultural celebration among billions of people around the world. Popular modern customs of celebrating this holiday include gift-giving, completing an advent calendar, maybe hanging a wreath, maybe uh, singing Christmas music, or caroling, or one thing Google said was lighting a Christ Engel. Have you heard of that? I didn't know what it was. That's just Google telling me this is a tradition, so I looked it up. Here's a picture. It looks fun. I guess it's popular in more European nations, but it looks like a fruit and some chocolates and candies and candles. I've never seen it before, but it looks like fun. So back to what Google was saying. Some people would go and attend a nativity play. That's, people even do that here. Maybe they would exchange Christmas cards, even attend a church service like all of you here today. Eating special meals, we're going to do that today. Maybe even, one thing they said is displaying various Christmas decorations. We do that. That's one way we celebrate. Maybe Christmas trees, some Christmas lights, lots of different things. Nativity scenes, garland, reefs, mistletoe. That's a custom. So it sounds like a pretty detailed explanation that Google has given, even some cultural things I'd never heard of. But if we really were to go to like Webster's, to the dictionary, and define what Christmas means, we first must break the word Christmas into two, don't we? Christ and Mass. So first, Christ. We will define that. That's the anointed. This is the title given to the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now the second part is called Mass. I think some of you are familiar with this. It's kind of coined by the Catholic Church. It's an, or maybe it's an, offer, an office or it's prayers used in celebration of the Eucharist. Mass is a church service or a celebration is really what it is. Just as we're doing today. It's a celebration. And usually it would include the Lord's Supper or communion. So again... I bring to each of you, this is an important question. What is Christmas to you, and how do each of one of you observe it or celebrate Christmas? 
Now we know, obviously from this definition, that it is an event on December 21st. It's the time that many people obviously come together and celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But how do you celebrate that? What's that look like? How do you observe Christmas personally in each of your own lives? You know, I've been out in Chiang Mai traveling all around this week. Been so busy doing all these different things, Christmas shopping. And I see people and, you know, I know the Thai greeting and I know the American greeting. And I've been like saying Merry Christmas to all the people I run into. And I'm not sure that most people I say Merry Christmas really understand what it means as I'm out there. This culture obviously has heard about Christmas. They've heard about Santa Claus. They've heard about how he would bring you gifts. And, you know, I think in the Thai culture they see Christmas and they see happiness and joy is what they see. We saw it at the mall. Happiness. They love all the decorations here. I love the decorations, the lights. But most people here in this country especially has never experienced true Christmas, the celebration of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. The true reason why we're here today celebrating Christmas. What an amazing privilege we all have today to be sitting here today at this church. To be, have the opportunity also while we're out and about to be able to explain to others around us in our own community the truth of what Christmas is. That's a privilege we get. You know, many of you were at School for Life yesterday. That was a privilege. We got to go bless these kids and we sung. Oh, we danced. They gave presents. They gave a craft. But the true lesson in the whole thing was explaining what Christmas was. The celebration of Jesus Christ. You know, as we take part here at Refuge in celebrating Christmas, we know that Christmas is celebrated very differently around the world, isn't it? I'm American, so we have our traditions. But the reason for the season, the reason for celebrating Christmas is the same everywhere, isn't it? It should be. We need to worship Jesus. We can worship Jesus and celebrate the birth of Jesus through many different traditions, can't we? Many people do it different. You know, this is, how, this is what we're here for, to worship Jesus on the day that we chose to observe his birth. I know he wasn't born this day. But it's good to have a time set aside, isn't it? It's good to have a tradition that we can say, this is the day we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus. So the question I always have to ask myself each and every year, and I hope that you would ask yourself and examine it this yourself as we celebrate Christmas, is... Our celebration of Christmas edifying to God. Does it glorify God, our personal celebration of Christmas? Kind of sad we have to ask that, isn't it? But it's so true. I've been so wrapped up this week with getting everything going. Is our celebration of Christmas an act of worship to the Lord God Almighty? It's good you're here today. My family and most Americans have their... Traditions, again. And as an American, we decorate our homes, typically right after Thanksgiving. We would put up a Christmas tree. We're fam- our family, normally, we would decorate it with the lights and with the Christmas ornaments. 
Some Americans, they go crazy, right? They decorate their whole house. We were in the States. I mean, this, it was like a glowing light. I mean, there were so many lights and sounds and displays and nativity scenes and blow-up animals. And, I mean, it was crazy. At home, in my home church, they have their traditional ways, right? They have the church service usually on a Sunday. They'll sing. They'll worship. They have a candlelight service, which we had that. You know, the sermon will be based on Christmas. You know, it's also common, again, in our home church to have some children's performances. Christmas plays. We usually also at home, we have food. We have fellowship. We take communion. Now, last night was pretty amazing for those that were here. We had our Christmas Eve service, much different service from today's service. More a time of song and worship, solemn, more quiet. Um, Just a time to really sit there and pray and reflect on who Jesus is and tell the story of Jesus through Scripture. You know, again, we got many traditions, don't we? My house, we uh, also, we give and receive gifts to our friends and families. Now, here's a unique moon family tradition. Maybe each of you have some unique traditions. Like You can tell me them later. I'd like to know. We open one gift the night of Christmas Eve. Oh, I see some head shaking. That's, I didn't know anyone else shared that Christmas tradition. I don't know how it started in my family, but obviously the kids insist we keep it. Then we wake up Christmas morning and we open all the gifts, like this morning. Now, as I uh, wrote this sermon a while ago, I had to really reflect on my own family traditions, right? How I celebrate Christmas. In the way that I celebrate Christmas, in the way that you celebrate Christmas, in your own traditions, in your own culture, is the main focus on Jesus. You know, I spent five Christmases in Myanmar or Burma. And I observed how that culture and these people celebrated, especially the Korean Christians there and how they celebrated. And I seen their traditions and I celebrated Christmas with them and how they worship Jesus. Now I'm here in Thailand and I'm just beginning to learn how Thailand and then Thai Christians, how they celebrate Christmas. And I've been asking some people, my Thai Christian friends, how do you celebrate Christmas? Like, what's that look like? And I'm learning. I've still got a lot to learn. Uh, but I'm really familiar with Myanmar for many years. And I'm going to tell you, I think the Myanmar Christian, the church there celebrate Christmas better than us Americans and many other Westerners. You know, I'm, I'm always amazed by all the programs they have there. I see all the different churches and schools, and they go out and they tell the story of Christmas. In Myanmar, we had carolers coming to our house almost every night at all times of the night. They come one, two o'clock in the morning, banging on our gate to carol. They travel ten hours in back of a truck to go carol a village. You know, it's just different. The outreach is there. Another thing in Myanmar is different. They don't just observe Christmas or celebrate Christmas on two days like we typically do or Christmas Eve, Christmas, right? They call it Sweet December. The entire month of December, they celebrate the birth of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Perhaps Americans or some of you, or we can learn something from these, how they celebrate. You know, one of my favorite people groups, I don't even know if we have any here today, Filipinos. Anyone that's met a Filipino, everyone likes Filipinos, right? They're just so smiley. They celebrate even longer than the whole month. 
And I have friends, they say they start early as October and some even in September. And they sing carols, they give gifts, and the entire country gives them two weeks off to celebrate Christmas. And then they have, they go out in the neighborhoods, they give gifts, they actually have fireworks shows there. So I like to hear about different traditions and cultures and how they celebrate Christmas, of how they worship Jesus this time of year. Now, Germans. We got a few Germans? Now, you guys know how to decorate. Wow. But I have to say, your Santa Claus? I don't know about that guy. He's kind of scary to me. Yeah. (laughs) So we all have our different traditions, right, that we enjoy. Coming from different churches, from different families, different countries. All these different ways that we acknowledge the birth of Jesus. But one of the most common practices I see is the giving of gifts. It seems to be pretty culturally everywhere. There's gift giving. This would probably be all the children's favorite part of Christmas, isn't it? Every child I know looks forward to Christmas and getting presents. What's your favorite tradition of Christmas? Maybe it's attending the different plays or performances. Maybe it's the Christmas music. I got a rule. We're not allowed to listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. Maybe it's just going out caroling. Maybe it's spending time with family. That's probably my favorite part of Christmas. Maybe it's all the special food that we get to eat that we normally don't get to eat. Maybe it's going out and doing outreaches, Christmas outreaches. That's really fun. Going out into villages. Maybe it's something else. But again, my favorite part is spending time with my family and friends. We had an amazing morning today with our family. Now, Feasting and eating is probably one of my second favorites. So today, we're going to feast. I got 18 kgs of ham in there warmed up and three different kinds of ham to top it off. And then we got 20 kgs of stuffed pork loin. Should be done in about 20 minutes. Amen? All right, hands up. Amen. So mine's off the food now. Back on the question, how do we celebrate Christmas? You know, I think of this and I reflect on the children. The children's tradition of receiving gifts on Christmas and seeing their reaction and their excitement is they open presents. Isn't that fun to watch? There's nothing better. We saw it at School for Life. These kids open up these presents. Their, their smiles were so big. They were so excited. And I guarantee these kids have been looking forward to this for weeks. My own children... That's, I mean, they're, they're looking forward to what's under that tree. They've been looking at these presents all month long. So excited, so excited. My daughter, she's knocking on my door early this morning. Can we go downstairs? Can we go downstairs? I'm not even, I'm still in bed. I'm like, ask your mom. She, my wife was already down there getting everything ready before I was even up. But you think about this and the excitement the children have in giving gifts also. You know, children are great gift givers. They are so excited to give gifts just as well as they love receiving gifts. But this reminds me of the real reason for the season. The gift of Jesus. Right? Do we have, do we have the same excitement and the anticipation as a child would have leading up to Christmas as we look forward to God's spiritual gifts in our life? Think about that. Do we have that same excitement? That anticipation to receive the gifts from God. Do we receive these blessings from Jesus with the same excitement, the same attitude as a young child would in opening presents on Christmas morning? It's amazing when I think of it, because Jesus is the best gift. 
And he's blessing us with gifts each and every day. Jesus is also what? Jesus is the best gift we could ever give. The testimony of who Jesus is. So this reminds me of my question. Another question that I asked on Christmas Eve. What qualifies a gift as the greatest? Is it the cost of the gift? Is that what makes a gift great? I'm not saying it couldn't make a good gift. I got a really nice gift. But look, let's go to Scripture. John, think about if, if value makes a gift great, what is the most valuable thing? John 3.16. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his only, one and only Son, that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Think about cost and value. What about the size of the gift? Does a big gift make it valuable? How big is heaven? How big is eternal life? That's big. Maybe, and I talked about this Christmas Eve, maybe a gift is great because who it's from. Look at John. Just turn. The, if you've got your Bibles, I'm going to go quick because it's Christmas. John 6, 32-33. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. From God. Is it the thought or the reason or the heart behind the gift that makes it the greatest? The intimacy of the gift? Because if you think about it, Jesus was given to us with a purpose. A sole purpose. To pay for our sins. So we might have a right relationship with God. That's intimate. That's personal. I could go on and on explaining and praising God and worshiping on how He is the greatest gift we can ever give and how He's the greatest gift we could ever receive. But another thing about a gift. Some of the greatest gifts are the ones that keep giving, isn't it? Once we've accepted Jesus and came to faith in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we continue to receive continual blessings. And that's what I want to go through to close up this message. The continual blessings that we receive from placing our faith in Jesus Christ. Starting in Acts. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We also receive grace. Look at James 4.6. James 4.6. And he gives grace generously, as the scriptures say, as God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. We also receive mercy. I need a lot of this. In 1 Timothy 1.13 even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ, in my insolence, I persecuted his people. But God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. We also, one of the gifts we continue to receive is wisdom. Look at James 1.5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. We also receive redemption. Romans 
3.21-22. But now God has shown a way for us to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. We receive forgiveness of our sins. Ephesians 1.7 He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Here's one that I think everyone's so often talking about. We receive peace. John 14.27 I'm living in you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace... I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. We also receive eternal life. Ephesians, back to Ephesians. Ephesians 1.11 Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and makes everything work out according to his plan. Now, I didn't even come close, right, to listing all the blessings, all the giftings that we receive through faith in Jesus Christ. And all these gifts I talked about, grace, mercy, wisdom, faith, redemption, forgiveness of our sins, eternal life, they all are available to everyone here. All that's required is that we place our faith and trust and call upon our Lord Jesus Christ. So... We should remember and we should thank God this Christmas day for all these gifts that we've received through faith in Jesus Christ. Shouldn't we? Part of receiving a gift is thanking the person for the gift, isn't it? God has given his son to us. And through his son, we receive these gifts and then we should worship him for this. James 1, chapter 1, 1, 17 and 18. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in heaven. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Verse 18. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. So as I got in, I had a big old introduction, right? About talking about Christmas tradition and gifts. And Jesus, then, we see these continued blessings that we get to receive. So, this Christmas, I ask the question, let's keep the focus on Jesus. Let's make new traditions within our churches, within our communities, and with our families. Next year, let's pray about that this year. Let's make new traditions that we would ensure that it is Jesus who gets the worship Christmas. I don't think our other traditions are bad that we have, but let's make sure that Jesus is the center of everything we do in the Christmas season. Every time we receive or give a gift this Christmas season, let's take a moment and just think about the greatest gift ever given and thank God for what we have received through Christ Jesus. Let's remember to give Jesus the gift he asked for. Jesus asked for a gift from us, our faith and obedience and worship. Amen? A little bit different message today, but I really wanted to share 
the greatest gift ever given. But the amazing thing is, is we know Jesus is the greatest gift. But through Jesus, the, con- the blessings continue. Through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we receive so much more each and every day. And then, we can give the gift of sharing the testimony of who Jesus is and what he's done in our lives to the world around us. We get to share the truth of Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this amazing opportunity that we have again to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Lord, we want to come before you right now as a church, and we want to thank you. We want to worship you. We just come in absolute and total amazement of what you have done, sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to come here on this world to pay for our sins. We thank you, Lord, that you loved us so much you would give your Son. But then you would raise him from the grave, raise him from death, defeating sin and death, victory over hell, and then giving us the opportunities to join in that resurrection. And giving us the Holy Spirit, empowering us, Lord, to live out our lives as your followers, as your children. And continuing to bless us with gifts each and every day from mercy and grace and peace and love and wisdom. And the promise, the promises that we have. We thank you, Lord, for these gifts. The promises that we are no longer the slaves to sin. That we join in that resurrection. We thank you for the promise that Jesus is coming. He's coming back for his church. We thank you for that promise, Lord. So, Lord, as we celebrate Christmas, your birth, this day, we praise you and worship you and acknowledge all you've done, Lord. And we love you so much, Lord. And please, Lord, let us be gift givers this season. Let us go out and give the gift that others could know what it is to live a life without condemnation in you. What it is to live a life that is free from sin. What it is to live without guilt and shame. What it is to know our inheritance in heaven. The place of no mores. No more pain. No more tears. Lord, let us go out, Lord, and share these gifts. To give freely of what we have been given at such a great cost to you. So, Lord, empower your church, Lord, through your spirit, Lord. Pour out your spirit on this church, Lord, that we would go out from here. We would fellowship together. We would be pray together. We'd take communion together. But, Lord, when we leave this place, Lord, we'd go out into this community, Lord, and we'd share the hope that we have found in Jesus. Put a passion on the hearts of the people here, Lord. They'd have the same passion for the loss that you have. Lord, show us. Just show us the opportunities. In Jesus' name. Amen.